Welcome to Ad Tension, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. My name is Ray Shillings. Conversations with people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms, where we explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. You can find out more about that at aaf10.org. That's aaf, the number 10.org. I've really been looking forward to this conversation with Steve Pacheco, who is president and chief executive officer of the American Advertising Federation. Pacheco has been tasked with designing a future-forward organization consistent with the challenges impacting the advertising landscape. And if you haven't heard, that landscape has gotten a little bit complicated lately. Pacheco joins the American Advertising Federation from Ducks Unlimited. He was the chief marketing officer there. He also has 30 years of industry experience, more than 20 of which were spent at FedEx as director of advertising and sponsorship marketing. You know, we talked a few months ago as COVID-19 was becoming a, a major issue in all facets of our lives, and we had hoped that this would be only a minor interruption. Not so. As we can see, we are now living with long-term issues. Not necessarily the easiest thing to do when you're running a business, or more importantly, the American Advertising Federation. I guess my question is, you're in Memphis. How you doing, man? How are things? Uh, how are personally? How, how, how are you hanging in with all this incredibly crazy stuff going on we've got? Well, and, and thanks for asking, Ray. It's, it's every day's a new day, right? And we learn as we go. It's the longest I've ever gone without being on an airplane that I can ever recall in business, and it's 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 kind of growing on me. I'm, I'm starting to appreciate uh, the home life and, and being here for more than just a couple of days at a time. You know, it's, it's really interesting because uh, I was pretty much this, this nomad that went back and forth between Memphis and DC so often and, and New York and other places to call on, on uh, supporters and, and to visit with our AAF friends all over the country. So, you know, we're a national organization. We, we have to cover all of the, all of the 50 States and we do the best we can, but, but, for the last five months, I've been grounded, and um, most of it has worked out pretty well. We're staying in touch. The, the staff is getting together at least twice a week on Zoom calls and keeping up with everything that's happening, and, and just doing more work than ever over the phone and over the uh, over the Zoom. Yeah, we're becoming Zoom folks. Um, if, if Zoom had stock, this would be a good time uh, to invest in Zoom, but they don't, uh, so that's okay. Uh, you, this is a year of change, Steve. You've been handed not only a, a great organization with so much movement and so many things going on here, you've got now even more balls in the air with COVID happening, and obviously you're adjusting uh, well to that. The folks in District 10 and all over the country, uh, including Washington, are really reinventing the way we, we get together, the way we learn, isn't it? The things are changing. Talk about that. Well, first of all, um just a shout out to, to all my good friends in the 10th district and, and AFD 10, honest to God, is one of the strongest districts that we have, you know, for, for Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Texas, it's a mega district because it, it covers so much, uh, 
so much area and so many AAF members. But just just so grateful and thankful for the leadership team that's in place in D10. You know, Bill Richmond just rolled off. Yeah. You've got Kevin Dobbs, who's been uh, involved since, since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison Ferris McCaslin's worked so hard on Ad Two and all the other things out of Dallas, and, and then you got the three ladies up top with Suzanne and Stephanie and Crystal, just just doing a great job, and and that gives me a lot of faith that that district's going to be in good hands for a long time to come, and, and uh, it's it's really a model for how districts ought to operate and how the continuity and consistency will serve you well. So. Bill set everybody up for success. It's it's really a great uh, three year run to have to have Suzanne and Stephanie and Crystal there and ready, and and the committee chairs are also strong and powerful and it's just great people doing great things down in D10 and and it hurts me not to be able to be with them more often. Um, one of the last trips I took was was in late February. Went down to Dallas to speak at at their Trends 2020 event that uh, was very well received and. And, you know, had already made plans to come back down there and spend more time with D10 and just haven't been able to do that. So before I got into the futuristic part of it, I just wanted to give my heartfelt and grateful thanks to all the leadership at at D10 and and how great they're doing for AAF National. And and if you're a member of AAF D10, you're in good hands and and you got one of the most solid leadership teams around. So I want to make sure we get that out there, and, and I know you all appreciate it, but sometimes you take it for granted that you've got all these great volunteers that are doing solid work and, and elevating all the things the AF is doing, and we're in really, really good hands in D10. So I want to make sure I got that out first and foremost. A mega district in so many, so many ways, um, and, and it is fun to watch what's going on uh, in District 10, uh, but, but from the top there... Uh, National has has had to make some moves, uh, moves on events, changes in events. So let's look at some of the things that have either been moved or those that have become virtual. And from a from a national standpoint, Steve, how's that going? Yeah, and that's you know, let's talk directly about that, Ray, because it. You said it. There's no playbook for this. There's nothing that actually tells us how to pivot quickly and and turn what's always been a really great you know, live event into a, a decent virtual event, but we've had to find out on our own this year. And it's, it's been a learning process, I can't lie. Uh, I'm also really, really proud of the AAF staff and how well they have adapted and uh, and taken on new attitudes about the things that we can do. The, the first thing that hit us was the Advertising Hall of Fame, which, as you know, acknowledges the living legends of advertising. We had that set up for April of 2020 in New York City, uh, Cipriani, we had expected, you know, 750, 800 people to be in a ballroom to celebrate these living legends of advertising. And, and early on, we understood that we weren't going to be able to do that. So we rescheduled it to October of 2020, and then we just heard that we're going to have to move that because New York's not going to allow us to fill up a ballroom for, for, uh, for a lot of people in October. So now we're going to push that back to April of 2021. It'll still be the class of 2020, but they'll be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame in April of 2021. If, if uh, God willing, everything's back to normal, we can we can hold a uh, a live event. So we, we didn't want to go virtual on the Hall of Fame because it's such a big event for the American Advertising Federation, and because it's a lifetime achievement award, and those people deserve to be 
uh, treated in the in the manner that yeah. that is uh, accustomed to a great career in advertising, and we didn't want to do that over the web. So we're gonna we're gonna be patient, wait it out, and try to make sure we are able to hold that event live in person. And I think I think everybody will enjoy that. Plus, I think we'll all be in the mood to celebrate at that time if if, uh, if things are back to normal. And I tell you so one thing, thing is, I I hope by April we're uh, we're getting closer to that. And I totally agree with you there. There are some things you just can't do virtually. Some things you've got to do face to face. That's important. Go ahead. You were starting to say and, something. And the Hall of Fame is just that type of an event because it brings out you know you've got your family and your friends, and your colleagues there. They want to celebrate you. They want to honor you in the right way. And there's nothing that beats the personal touch. That's that's almost like a family reunion type event for yeah. for everybody to come out. And, you know, these are careers that have spanned over 30 years, and you've made a lot of friends over those years, and you want them all to be there to celebrate this, this pretty big moment for you. So we're, we're hopeful and optimistic that we can do that in April and, and do it in the right style that's befitting of, of the Hall of Fame. Beautiful. That's, that's good to hear. I'm looking forward to that. That's got to be something great. What about, what about some of the other programs and plans that have been uh, rescheduled, moved, rebranded, re-whatever you want to call it? Yeah. The, the, the biggest one, of course, was at America, our national conference. We were supposed to be in Palm Springs out in sunny California. Uh, that was June, the first week of June, and that didn't happen. Um, and we had to pivot pretty quickly and and uh, spool up a virtual conference. Uh, as you know, you know, we get great attendance at our national conference. It's, it's for club leadership, incoming and outgoing. It's a lot of the awards that we do for club achievement and also the American Advertising Awards. Uh, so an awful lot of work by the AF national staff, and I couldn't be more proud of how they handled that. Really, really uh, swung into into action mode and took what you know has always been a physical conference with lots of people around and turned it into a pretty powerful virtual conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reviews that we got back and the feedback that we got back were pretty positive, and and people understood. You know, by June, people had become a little more comfortable with virtual events. And that became a little bit of a new normal. So they uh, they adapted as well and uh, gave us high marks for you know the best the best we could do under the circumstances and, and pull up a, a national virtual conference. So we're already hard at work for for Ad America for June of 2021. We hope again that we'll be back to a real physical conference then, if possible. And uh, the learnings that we got from putting on a virtual conference this year will help us with a lot of our other events, and we're excited about that, too. You know, you pretty much had to wipe the slate clean and start all over again. I, I don't know that any programs or things that were planned uh, have remained uh, status quo. I think most everything had to change, didn't it? Well, it did. It, it, again, you know, without a playbook and without any kind of foresight, because this is literally, you know, in real time, and as, as the changes occur, we're having to make these these adaptations and um while we would love to have a lot of advanced notice and we're really good at pre-planning things in this case we didn't get the opportunity to do that and and i'm, I'm really inspired by all of the aaf clubs across the country and how resourceful they've been and how creative they've been with keeping programming going yeah. and as i as i go across the country and take a look at all the examples of it these local clubs have really done a masterful job of not only uh, finding new ways to present programming and content to their members on a regular basis, but also 
just being incredibly resourceful and tapping into the AF national network and figuring out the best ways that they can uh, take some of our programming and repackage it for their own needs. They, they've also been very creative with Zoom social hours and happy hours and public service events and, and fundraisers and things like that, too. So really, really inspiring to me to see how a crisis can bring out some great creativity among our AF clubs. That's what it's all about, the creativity. It's just in a different way that we're doing it this time. You know, National is doing an incredible job of keeping the momentum going uh, in this very important organization. Uh, what kind of what kind of feedback are you getting from folks uh, around the country? I know you touched on that a minute ago, but uh, um, challenges, positive things that are happening because of this. What, what's going on from a national perspective as you're hearing from the uh, the districts and local clubs? Yeah, I appreciate that question, Ray. And, and fundamentally, you know, I'm trying to stay in touch as best I can all across the country to, to take the temperature and, and get the barometer of how folks are adjusting to all of this. And, and that includes everything from our ad agency members to the media platforms to client side and brands and organizations and also, you know, our volunteer base. And, and those folks have been so... Um, so vital to the ongoing success of AAF National. You know, we're, we're a volunteer-led organization, and so much of what we do is reliant on our volunteers and the leadership from each club. So I try to check in with them as often as I can, and, and most of what I hear back is very positive. Well, while you can hear in their voice they're a little troubled by the uncertainty and instability of, you know, what the future might hold. They're all living in the moment now, which is, you know, what advertising people do. We're a resilient bunch by nature, I think. And they've all shown great resilience and, again, great resourcefulness and, and that special brand of AAF creativity to try to get something done against great odds. So I, I've been really, really inspired and impressed. Um, everything from, from doing these, these uh, social Zoom calls, and I've been brought into a few of those to, to have toast with the group and try to keep the spirits up. But also just, you know, doing the committee work and the other ongoing work that an AAF club has to do to remain vital. Uh, they've been doing that over Zoom calls and over uh, virtual phone conferences and everything else. So they're, they're finding new ways to do that. They're sharing a lot of that with AAF National so that we can get the best practices and learning from all that. And then they're also asking us, like ever before, for resources, ideas, concepts on how to do their jobs better. Yeah. And again, I'm very proud of the AF national team for being so quick to respond in that regard. Yeah, I, I know you guys do a great job at that. You know, clubs, local clubs, obviously not generating the uh, the kind of revenues that were anticipated uh, for 2020 because of the cancellation or postponement of events. Uh, how are those clubs adjusting both financially and functionally? And, and on top of that, how are you guys doing in Washington uh, w with American Ad Federation with the change? Yeah, I'll start at the local level, which is where, you know, that's where everything does start, right, is at the local level. And, and the the reason that the American Advertising Awards and Ad America had to go on one way or the other was because it's the lifeblood and the financial underpinning of a lot of the local clubs. I mean, they get revenue from the Addy entries, and, you know, we couldn't we couldn't pull that away completely because it would it – would, um, it would have dramatic effect on the finances for the local clubs. So the show had to go on. And we were committed to that and making sure that the local clubs could benefit from the advertising, from the revenue, of the American Advertising Awards that they get back. And, and I think they were all very, very happy with, with our arrangement there. And, 
and pleased that the show went on virtually. Um, it's always good to be in the same room and be able to celebrate in real time with all the folks that made the work happen, but but we obviously couldn't do that this year. So so they're, they're realizing benefit from that. They're also, again, being very creative with having to call on sponsors and supporters and ask them to, you know, to give to a virtual conference or, or have some presence within a, um, you know, a non-physical way to go about their business. And, and most of them have done really, really well at that. Uh, at the national level, not going to lie, it's been a, it's been a real challenge. You, you've taken two of our key events that, that actually help us bring in revenue, the, the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Achievement, and then I'd add, add America to that as well. You know, we didn't get any registration fees for Ad America. Uh, indeed, we had returned some fees to folks who had prepaid all that. So we made good on all of that. Um, and, and for an organization that's heavily reliant on event income and revenue, that, that hit us hard, you know. So we've, we've had to make some dramatic changes in our operational goals and, and how we go about things. Um, we've had to make some hard commits on the staffing and the operations side of things. But all of it's done to make sure that we're healthy and that we come through this better for it when, when it all does lift and we get back to some sense of normalcy. You know, a, a, a medical crisis of, like COVID-19 uh, in many cases causes a a good company or a good organization to become great because they found ways to walk around uh, the issues and the stumbles that might happen. And it sounds like American Ad Federation has done that. And, and you mentioned before, we're looking at uh, the districts and the different clubs, and they're doing a pretty doggone good job of of adjusting to these. Wouldn't you say that, Steve? I would, Ray, and I think also a byproduct of all that is that that I keep going back to the R word, which is resilience and resourcefulness, and, and our members show that in in spades every day uh, that, they, that they answer the bell and come back for the next round. You know, it's pretty impressive, but yeah. but a lot of our leadership has been around and, and weathered a few storms, as they say, and they don't get too... Um, too afraid or too too startled by the latest uh, uh, you know the latest thunderstorms. So we're powering through the, the young folks and some of our younger uh, leadership teams have have never been through anything quite like this, and so rightfully so they're they're cautious and worried and concerned. And I, I really honestly feel bad for the recent college grads, our NSAC uh, competitors that that worked so hard this semester virtually and didn't get to compete you know physically. Uh, job prospects for that group are not not great um, in this environment. So there's a, there's a lot of you know a lot of reasons to get down there. But but what I've seen, and I was just on a podcast with a young man who graduated from the University of Illinois uh, recently. He started a new podcast called Breaking and Entering, and it's how to get your first job in advertising. You know, I was happy <laughs> to support that and tell tell my little story about how I first got into advertising. That's but, cool. But, you know, he's being resourceful, and he's yeah. not going to let it get him down. And he's, he's found a way to to uh, keep the dialogue open and, and start a conversation about what could be. And I'm, I'm proud of him and the effort. So this generation is going to be okay. They've just got to power through all this. Yeah. And as you said, they're going to be more more resilient than, than maybe the, the prior generation because they've been through so much adversity. Yeah, it's not same old, same old. It's it's what can you do now? In the uh, the uh, American Advertising Federation Club newsletter for July, 
the, the top quote is, uh, in the waves of change, we find our true direction. Well, how true that is. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned the fact that you're not necessarily missing grabbing a seat on an airplane to go place to place and all over the country. So you have adjusted uh, with uh, adapting to face-to-face, to virtual. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I, I have a feeling that the answer might be, this is probably going to be more of the norm of the way we do things. Uh, and really, in all reality, I think our world has changed uh, in, in a big way. How do you feel about that? Well, I certainly think it's it's going to cause us to recalibrate, if you will, you know, the, <laughs> what things look like and how uh, how we go about our day-to-day work. I, I, I worry about, you know, you've got college campuses that, that are massive, and if you're going to have all these classes virtual, why do you, why do you need such a big fancy campus with all the maintenance staff and everything else that you have to uh, keep up with, right? Yeah. Um, same for commercial real estate. You know, we just moved into our new offices on K Street in D.C. and uh, really, really happy about the, the new space that we had. Everybody was so excited and energized to get in there and, and start fresh. And <laughs> we just moved in November of last year. Yeah. And that office has been pretty much vacant since March. So that's, that's a real struggle, too, that some people miss that sense of community and walking down the halls and, and having a cup of coffee and, and chatting about the, the work at hand, personally, face-to-face, right? Yeah. So everybody's going to have to rethink how they go about their business, how the most efficient and productive way to get things done are now in this new world order. And and also, I think, be very, very focused on, you know, the, the mission at hand, which is to power through this and, and make sure we're taking care of our people and, and checking in on them and and seeing if they need anything. That sense of community has always been powerful for the AAF, and I've seen it more now than I have in the recent past because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely different. You can't even buy a, a coffee at Starbucks the same way that you used to as well. I miss that uh, opportunity. Um, do you have some advice um, from your position as a president and chief executive officer of the American Advertising Federation. This is a two-part question. First, from a district level, let's talk to the districts here. Obviously, District 10, but uh, what things uh, are you telling districts then? And then let's take that down to a local club level. So let's talk about the district first and then go local. Sure, and, and, you know, sure would be nice here to have a playbook and say, you know, by January of 2021, everything's going to be back to normal and everything's going to be okay. Uh, And... And no one can do that. And and the the crazy thing to me, Ray, is that that even the U.S. government can't agree on that. There is, you know, there's no unified platform from state to state or from region to region. And and you know, we listen in on the Centers for Disease Control calls. We listen in on the U.S. Health Department calls. All that to try to get some intel. But but no one can agree on. <laughs> On this, and indeed, even some of the mandates from state to state are radically different for what they expect of their citizenry. So, it makes it hard for a national organization like us to to, to really forecast out and project when this thing's going to get better, right? Because there's no unified uh, view of all this. Yeah. Um, and every time I'm on calls with our with our district uh, governors and with our council's governors, you know, we always come back to this very same question about what what's it. What's it going to be like, and when's it going to be okay? Yeah, and and you get twenty different answers from twenty different people. So it's frustrating, and I know the district and the local clubs are 
impacted by that, and nobody has a good answer to it. And if they did, it probably wouldn't be widely embraced because it's so different from region to region. Even, even if you look at the hot spots from from week to week, they change dramatically. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, you've got whole states that are trying to shut down and, and maintain things. So it, it's hard for us to give guidance to the local clubs and the district clubs on how best to go about this and when we think or feel it's going to be back to some sense of normalcy. Um, and, and most of them, you know, are committed to that and they understand they're living in the moment. What has been interesting to me, Ray, is that that we get great feedback from the local clubs and at the district level about what's happening in their market and how folks are complying or not with the mandate and, yeah. and how uh, COVID is either under control there or, you know, lighting up and, and, and showing more cases each month. So yeah. we're, we're tracking all that. We're trying to keep up with it. Uh, there are parts of the country that are, that are under more attack than others. And it's, it's curious to watch all that. Um, I know that down in Florida, they're they're very concerned about that. California was super concerned earlier. They've they've gotten most they've gotten some of this under control, and they feel mostly better about it now. Um, Texas obviously is is a, a place of concern, and then with sports coming back too, that's that's an issue as well, right? Uh, we got to watch NBA games last night for the first time in four months, and that felt good. It felt a little bit more normal. Yeah. And then you stand back and realize they're all playing in a bubble down in Florida and Orlando <laughs> yeah. at Disney. And it, it it takes a little bit of the energy away from it because it just seems weird. That's kind of awkward and weird the way we're moving ahead. And we had the, the recent teams come together and then the the Marlins got sick and somebody else got sick. And it, it, it's, it's a tough thing for, for most any industry to, to move ahead at this time. You guys, though... You know, you're doing a, 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 a compliance versus commitment. It's a webinar series, a diversity webinar series uh, on August the 6th. It's uh, 1230. Um, and, uh, I mean, you're not stopping with your stuff that's going on right now. You've got, as you said, a, a really great a council of governors that are giving some um, some great advice. And so national is just really... It's kind of smoothing the road ahead for the local clubs and the districts to say, you know, we can do this. We can do this. It's not going to be the same, but we can we can move through this and and uh, still maintain the integrity and the mission of the American Advertising Federation. And it sounds like you've you've really uh, got a good hold on what's going on here and and a, a real stronghold on uh, the potential for the future. I I know you don't have a crystal ball. Uh, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, and if you do, what does that light look like, Steve? Well, I'd, I'd answer that in two ways, Ray. First of all, thank you, and, and it's a tribute to the AF National staff. And, and since day one of all this, they've been very focused on their mission, which is to provide the best resources we can to our clubs and our members and our supporters and our sponsors. And and we are not going to waver from that. You know, we're going to we're going to answer the call every day and try to put our best foot forward and and make sure that we're giving folks the right kind of content and programming that they're asking for. Uh, the format that it, that it may take may change, but but we're gonna we're gonna continue to provide world class programming and relevant and timely content that's meaningful to all of our clubs. And and uh, I'm just so proud of the crew for for doing such a great job and and you know seeking out the right folks that can deliver the right messaging and programming. And and you know some of that has pivoted because. 
Now folks want to know more about the legal aspects of things, about the compliance aspect of things, about, you know, just the right way to do things here and now. And, and folks actually have more time available for learning, and they're going to be tuning in with a great deal more interest than they might if they were distracted by, you know, a regular office day. So that, that part actually can work to our advantage, I think. I think you're absolutely right. Second, Go ahead. The secondary to that, and the fact that we don't have a crystal ball, just means that we have to plan as if any given week we might get the call that we're going to go back to some sense of normalcy or that we'll phase back into it one way or the other. And we've been having long conversations and, and really good action plans about what we'll do when that happens, how we'll get back to uh, full staff, working out of the office, uh, you know, rescheduling meetings for live and in-person if possible. Um, getting back to the business of advocating for advertising and what we need to be doing for all the clubs and, and, you know, getting back on the road to seeing our friends and making sure the relationships are still solid and, and, uh, foundationally structurally integral to, to the safety of the AF national organization. And and also just, you know, (laughs) trying to celebrate and, and have some fun times with our friends who have made it through all this. So, you got to recall that AAF is largely a social network unto itself, and absent having the opportunity to be more social with one another, it's, it's been a real drag on some people. Uh, I was on a call the other day, and somebody said, "I just, I just miss people. I miss being, <laughs> being in the room with people and talking about the common goals that we have and all the shared stories that we that we've always shared." And, and I want to get back to that sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And you know how how engaged advertising people are. They want to, they want to talk about those days and those things to head. That's where great brainstorming and concepting comes out of too, is, is being in the room and being able to talk freely with other folks. about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, it's a, it's a constant adjustment here. First of all, thanks for your leadership. Thanks for uh, all of the great things you do for uh, the American advertising federation, especially during these times. I know it's been tough, uh, but you have uh, you have uh, an incredible amount of positivity uh, within you. How about some encouraging words? We're recording this podcast for the folks in District 10 and the clubs associated with District 10. Uh, a couple of words of encouragement for people as we move uh, into the uh, the final quarter of this year. Well, the first the first one will really be more of a a message of gratefulness, Ray, which I, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful and uh, and incredibly appreciative of how D10 specifically has never wavered from their original mission. And, and again, you know, as a model mega district, uh, they're, they're leading by example and showing the right behaviors and, and staying at the work that's at hand and that's so necessary right now. And, and I can't think of too many districts that, that do a better job than D10 day in and day out consistently to represent uh, the profession of advertising. And I'm just, again, grateful for that leadership and the continuity that's there and, and knowing that we're in good hands for years to come with, with the, the roles that are in place down there. So mostly uh, a word of appreciation and gratefulness there. We couldn't do what we do without the support of an incredibly powerful district like District 10. And, and that's, that's never going to change. And, you know, in real life or in virtual life, we, we value and appreciate the support that they give us day in and day out. So Beautiful. really my hat's off to that group for, for encouraging us to do the best that we can and also to be right there in the trenches with us day in and day out. The The word of encouragement is really twofold. One is, is just the AF is made up of so many good people 
doing great work. And and I've, I'm going to give a presentation in August as part of Colorado Ad Day. Um, it's a, it's a big event that that you know one of our bigger clubs in Denver does. And and my 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 presentation there, which I've been working on lately, is called Humanity Wins, and it's getting back to the humanity that's inherent in advertising. And you know, I've seen so much humanity, both good and bad, over the last few months. And, and I'm encouraged by the good. I'm challenged by the bad, <laughs> and I want to counter it. But but AF is composed of great people, and and I want everyone to go through all this and get stronger, better, and be a better person when they come out of it all. You know, humanity is a pretty powerful force in the world, and I want to make sure that that people are treating each other with dignity and respect and. And, and humanity at every turn. And I think that's what's going to get us through this. So my, my encouragement there is just be a good human first and foremost, and everything else will kind of take care of itself. Um, the second one is that I take very seriously our mantra and our tagline of the AF is the unifying voice for advertising. And, and your voice is one of the most powerful things that's available to you, and everybody has one. And the AAF exists to be able to give everyone the opportunity to voice their opinion, their position, <laughs> and, and their, their point of view on things. And we're always going to let people be heard, because if, if we can't back up the tagline of the unifying voice for advertising, we, we probably shouldn't be in business. But we want to give everyone the opportunity to be heard uh, and, and let their voice ring uh, across all of the AAF network. And so my encouragement is to is to get your voice out there now more than ever, be heard, uh, have a point of view, and, and be bold about speaking it out. You know, our friend, our past Governor Bill, was, was very vocal about being bold and deep in, and, and to his credit, he, he let that override everything that he was working on, and, and it was always about being bold. So I want your voice to be bold. I want you to I want to hear from you, and I want everybody to express their own opinions and perspectives through their own voice, which is one of the most powerful human traits that are available. Very cool. That's perfect. Thank you, Steve. And one question. Last time we talked, we were seeing each other's faces. This time, you were, were not. Uh, are you still growing your beard, or did you shave that off? No, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's still growing. It's not It's not to the ZZ top level yet, uh-huh. and... Uh, and Debbie, my wife, has is, is gotten where now she grabs the trimmer and shapes it up a little bit from time to time. So she's she's wanting to keep me from looking uh, like a homeless hobo, she said. And, <laughs> and I did get a haircut not long ago, and she trimmed it up. So it, it's a little more presentable. But, uh, damn it, I'm still afraid there's too much gray in it, and it, there's not a thing I can do about that. Yeah. So, um, well, you can yeah, embrace, embrace it then. That's all you can do, right? <laughs> Graybeard Steve is still here. Yeah, <laughs> Good deal. Steve, thanks for the positivity. Thanks for the leadership. And if there's anything uh, D10 can do for you uh, anytime, let us know. Uh, uh, Steve Pacheco is president and chief executive officer of the American Advertising Federation. And boys and girls, we're in good hands. Steve, thanks for being here today. Ray, I always enjoy spending time with you and my friends in D10. D10, keep being D10. You're the best in the business. We appreciate all that you're doing to keep the AAF vital, and, uh, and and I can't thank you enough for all that you're doing. And I look forward to being with you all at some point soon. And uh, hang in there. 
As always, a great conversation with Steve, and we wish uh, Steve the very best to stay healthy and to help us get back on our feet here. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. You can find out more at aaf10.org. That's aaf10.org. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We are there. Do that, and you will never miss a new podcast. Also, your rating on iTunes will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media, your favorite spots. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is AdTension, copyright 2020. My name is Ray Shillings. Thanks for listening.